remember the first time I heard that song, I thought, man, that's it. I have regrets, I've had joys, I've won, I've certainly lost. This journey is full of all kinds of things, ups and downs, and sometimes things seem sideways. And in the midst of it, and this is the message that we began to look at last week, and the message that uh, Moses had for the Israelites, and the message of that song, and the message for us is, in the midst of it, you're... God never abandons us. He's, he's there through all of it, in all of it. And so Moses came to the people and they spent 40 years wandering in the, in the wilderness, times of real hardship. Now, hardship caused by their own making. Uh, their parents, at least, had been to the same spot they were, were, were at 40 years prior. The opportunity to move into this land that, that God had promised them. And they sent spies over and the spies came back and said, man, it's fantastic, it's wonderful. But there are very big people living over there. And, and there's no way, there's no way that we're going to be able to go to battle against those giants or, or, or conquer those fortified cities. And you know what, they were right about that. What they were wrong about was that it was ever up to them because as Moses was reminding them, God had said it was their land. He had promised. He was going to go before them. And, and what their parents made the mistake of doing is they decided that it was based on them, their strength, their wisdom, their skill. And based on that, they were right. They could not accomplish what God said was already theirs. But it wasn't up to them. And, and so they had... They disobeyed God. They moved away and spent 40 years wandering. So now they're back to this point. And and as we saw, Moses last week said, even though you're in that time, that that period where, you know, it it seemed so hard. And and, and quite frankly, those times we walked through them, it doesn't feel like God's there. But Moses said he was. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way through the desert these 40 years. He never abandoned you. He never left you on your own. He, he was always there and, and always ready to help, to give wisdom, to give strength if we allowed him to. And so, so that's where we began last week. And, and, uh, but we want to go on this morning. So why don't you take your Bibles because Moses has more to say to them as, as they're ready to step now into the promised land, ready to move forward on what God had planned for them. And so, he, he has some things that they, he believes they need to know. Because the reality is this. They're getting ready to move into a really good time. What we would call from a human perspective, a time of great blessing. Uh, now, recognize, and I say it that way, because from God's perspective, if you're his child, if you have accepted his offer of forgiveness and and unconditional love, if you've accepted that forgiveness and allowed him to adopt you into his family as his child, which is who you are at this point, then, then he tells us that he doesn't allow anything to come into our life that is not for our good and will not ultimately be a blessing. But we have trouble with that perspective at times. So from a human perspective even, Moses says, you're about to go into a, a really, really good time. And, and so as he, they're ready to do that, he says some things you need to understand. So follow as I read to begin with, verses 6 through 9. 
Observe the commands of the Lord your God, walking in his ways and revering him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with streams and pools of water, with springs flowing in the valleys and the hills, a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, pomegranates and olive oil and honey, a land where bread will not be scarce and you will lack nothing, a land where rocks are iron and you can dig copper out of the hills. And so he says, you are about, and, and I want you to get this, he says, you are about to move into a wonderful time. And, and, and don't miss, there, there's things here that if we just read past that, we don't catch. Uh, number one, he says it's a land of springs and pools of water. They have not experienced that for a long time. They've been wandering in the desert, the wilderness. You, if you know anything about their story in that time, there were times when they weren't sure they would ever have another drink of water. And God had to intervene, or they wouldn't have. They would have died of thirst. And, and there were times when they <clears throat> did not have food. And then God provided food for them and on a daily basis took care of them. And we talked about those things. Those things were the most said, remember, these are the signs that God was with you, even though it was a hard time. He says, now you're going to move into a land where there's streams. You're not looking for water. There's streams of it running. And, and it's everywhere around you. And then, then he says, and get this, and a land with wheat and barley. You understand what he's saying there? You don't have to, I'm not giving you land that you now need to clear the rocks from and, and need to plow the fields up and pull the weeds and plant the seeds and water and fertilize. And No, you're walking into land, the wheat's there, the barley's already in the field. It's ready to be harvested. You're ready to walk in and pick the heads off. That's what I'm giving you. Man, it's going to be good times. And, and then he goes on, and, and vines and fig trees and he said, you're, you, you're going to walk in. You don't have to plant fig trees. The trees are there, and the figs are ripe on it. How many of you ever had a, a, a ripe fig right off the tree? Any? I've had that experience. We had a lady in our church in Maryland that had a fig tree in her yard. And I remember one day she brought me this, this bowl of these. They, they're not really beautiful things. They look better than prunes, I will tell you that. But that's got to be the sweetest fruit I've ever tasted. It was wonderful. How on earth that ever becomes a prune, I do not know. But it was wonderful. And he says, you're walking in and you're not going to plant the trees and water it and wait a series of years before it produces fruit. You're walking in, the fruit's on the trees. You're going to walk in and pick it right off the trees. That's what God has in mind. In fact, that's what he had in mind for your parents 40 years ago. And, and you don't have to... Press the owls to get the oil. The oil's there already. It's ready for you. That's what I'm giving you. And, and honey, you don't have to harvest the honey. It's been harvested. It's waiting. And he says, that is, that's what is in store for you. That is what God has always had in mind for you. And you're going to go into this tremendous blessing. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to wait way over, okay, you know, can we afford the payments? Now, you're going to pay cash, you know? That's not even a, even a question. You're not going to weigh over, okay, fabric seat or leather seats. No, it'll be leather seats, heated leather seats. In fact, let's just throw in for the fun of it a heated steering wheel. Some of you, I have to struggle with the envy when I, hear you, when I know that you're putting your hands on a heated steering wheel. You know, so, so you know, that's not, that's not even a problem. That's not a problem. You're not, you know, it's going to be... Box seats at the stadium and stadium parking. I've only gone to a couple of Huskers games. I, I mean, I love it. I love the games. I'd rather watch it on TV. Because the people, I, now if you have uh, stadium parking, we'll, we'll talk about that. I might do that. But, but the people I've gone with, you walk miles to ever get to the game. 
And, and so it's like, no, I'll watch it on TV, thank you. I, I like to watch it. But I watch it. No, you're going to get the, the box seat. You're going to walk a short distance from the car to the stadium because you parked there and into a heated box. That's what your future is for you. And, and you know, it's, it's not, it's going to be lo- Red Lobster twice a week. Whichever restaurant you want to you want to pick, it that's what I got in mind for you. Not not go you know go pick a suit from Walmart. No, it's going to be fitted suits with your initials on it. You know that's and that's what he's saying here. You're moving into this time. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing, wonderful, and and and, uh, and some of you are saying, okay, man, I'm I hope. I hope that he's not just talking to them about that. I hope he's talking about me. You know, we're talking to, I want some of that kind of blessing in, in the days ahead. And he said, but that, and that's what's coming for you. But when you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has just given you. And be careful that you do not forget his commands, his laws, his decrees I'm giving you this day. Moses says, all right, we're gonna, you're, you're heading into a time of blessing. And I, can't, I don't know if that's the case for us. I mean, I, can, I know it. I mean, I, I, as God's child, I know he's going to bless me. But, but sometimes, you know, there's, there's blessing and there's <laughs> blessing. There's, you know, we're, we talk about, you know, in Nebraska, we're the good life. There's good life. And then there is good life, you know. And, and, he, and they're letting, moving into a time of blessing. And he says, but you need, I, need to, I need to talk to you. Before that happens, you need to make sure you have a couple things in right focus here. Now, I, I find this is incredible. And man, if you want good counsel for, for 2018, it's in verse 10. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord. As he begins this, and he says, all these things are happening, but here's what I want you to focus on. You've got food on the table. That's enough. I'm satisfied. Thank you, Lord. Isn't it amazing how when we move into times of abundance, and and you you know, we've talked about this, and you've heard this thousands of times, but in... in, uh, in reality, compared to the rest of the world, there's no one in this room that's not in abundance. And I know there are, we have all different, different lifestyles and different incomes and different, you know, that's in this, in this church. And, and some are, are, from that perspective, much better off than others. And, but, you know, even our poorest poor are, are richer than some of the, the richest rich in other countries. It's, it's an amazing, we, we're in an amazing place. So we're in abundance, but, but he's saying it, as you move into this time where, I'm gonna, where God's going to give you much more than you actually need, get your, get your mind framed here. If only, I don't, those things are wonderful, but if I have enough to eat, then thank you, God. I'm, I'm satisfied. In fact, he says, uh, you know, for the good land that he has given. He's already said, he, he's, not, he's given you land that already has crops on it, ready to be harvested, and all this other stuff. But he said, so, so, so what if he didn't? So what if he just gave you the land? You had to do all the work. Can you have a grateful heart for that? Thank you, Lord, that, you know, I have a nice house, but I have a roof over my head. It's leaking a little bit, but it's not outdoors. 
I'm not in a tent. You know, can you, can you, and that's where he starts. Can you be grateful for the basic? Can you start there and, and can, and even bigger than that, and that's what we'll get in, can you not lose track? Can we not lose track of that? You know, I don't see anyone in this room that missed very many meals this year, past year, present company included for sure. Thank you, God. So that's where he goes. The blessing of enough. But he says, but that's not what's going to happen for you to these Israelite people. It's not going to be just, you're not going to have just enough. You're going to have more than enough. You're going to have more than you've ever imagined. You're going to walk into houses that have already been built and are furnished. And, and you're going to have, get property that's ready to, to harvest. I'm going to give you so much more than enough. And Moses' words to them is, and that is a dangerous place to be. Let's hear what he has to say. Starting with verse 11. Back to start with verse 10. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you on this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, and when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and, you have, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and out of the land of slavery. Moses says there's a problem here. And, and now recognize, there is nothing wrong with what's about to happen to them. It's been God's heart for them for, 40, for four, over four decades now. This is what he always wanted to do for their people. So, so there's not a thing wrong with, the, with this tremendous abundance of blessing that God's about to put them into. That's not the issue here. But Moses is saying this, the reality is though, when that happens... There are, there, are some, there are some traps that come with that, and you need to be aware of them. Be careful. When that happens, be careful that you do not forget his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you on this day. He says, there is a problem with abundance. Abundance tends to cause us to forget. It does. It tends to cause us to figure we got it gone. You know, I can remember years ago, Mary Lou remember this. This is early in our marriage. And I remember we had one car at the time, and the battery on that car was dead. And I remember being in anguish. I I did had no clue, not even a clue, how on earth I was going to buy a new battery for that car. I can remember pouring my heart out to God. You know, Lord, you, you know, I, we, we only have one car, and we need this car. And, and somehow you got to provide a, 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 a battery for us. I mean, that, that was, that was a, uh, one of those moments where, where I was on my knees before the throne of grace because I didn't know how this could happen. And, and I was relying. I was totally relying on God because there was no other way this was going to take place. Last week, 
the, the truck battery wasn't dead, but the cold weather made me realize that it were close. You know, I went out and tried to, had, every day I would jump it, and then there were a couple mornings I tried jumping it and said, no, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. I'm not going to start. So <clears throat> as soon as I got it running, I hopped in it, and I ran up and, and had, got a new battery put in it. I never even thought about God in that mix of that situation. Yeah, got the money, pay for the battery, get going, let's get back on the road. Never thought once. It was, I had it covered. I didn't need God. I had it covered. Until I was about a mile on the road and the truck broke down. And then I remembered God in the middle of that. See, that's what happens. Abundance tends to make us forget. And Moses is worried. Because they're about to step into a period in their lives where they're going to know abundance in ways that they never, ever even dream possible. And so he says, let me tell you, here's the concern. One of the things that those times of tremendous abundance causes, one of the dangers of having more than enough, which is mainly, frankly our norm for the most part here in, in our part of the world, is the danger of lost restraint. Be careful that you do not forget the, forget the Lord, your God, failing to observe his commands and laws and decrees that I'm giving you this day. Now, that word where it says failing to observe, it could have been translated restraint. That's what it's talking about. It's, it's, it's saying that these things that he's talking about here are things that God wants to use in our life to keep us in safe boundaries, to restrain us from going directions that will be harmful to us. And so he says... You, if you need these restraints, you need these things to protect you from the blessing. And we're thinking, no, I need it when I'm in, going through a hard time. No, he says, no, blessing and abundance is, is a dangerous place, can be a dangerous place to be. So be careful that you don't forget God and forget about the restraints he's put into place. And then he goes on and kind of describes this. And, you know, I always get interested. When, anytime where, especially when you see a verse like that where he says, Three different things, and, and you always, I always kind of you know, look at them and say, kind of thought those were all the same thing, and, and then he says, no, they're not. Observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees, and so I thought, well, I need to figure out what those words mean. So I did a little word study and, uh, and found out that commands, another way that commands, commands are clear direction. You know, they're, they're, they're not suggestions, <laughs> There, I'm giving you direction here. This is what you must do. Uh, uh, thinking of a New Testament one, here's, here's a really good one. Remember this one? Love one another. As I have loved you, think about maybe you doing the same thing. Is that what it says? <laughs> love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. See, that's a clear direction. And that, that's my expectation of my people is that they respond to each other with this love. And actually, I love this called an unconditional love. It's not based on emotions, uh, uh, all these kind of things. It's basically, I'm, I'm going to love you. I'm going to respond to you in a godly, correct way, regardless of what you do. It's not about you. It's about me and doing the right thing. And he says, that's my direction to you. That is a command. And, and we can look at a, a list of them. And, and he says, so, so there are certain things that I've given to you as a, to observe, as a restraint, to keep you on the right path. And, and so then he says, also another one, laws. And obviously it's capitalized, so he's making reference to, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Moses' laws. And he says in a minute that, I, that I'm going to give you on this day. 
Uh, but I also thought, well, what does that word mean? And, and, uh, and it's interesting. He seems to be making a distinction. We talk about the Ten Commandments, but then, you know, there's all these other laws too. And, and, and what that word, and uh, the idea of the word is wise discretion. And if you ever have looked at, the, if you ever spent the time to read that very boring section of scripture where he kind of walks through all these things and here's food you can eat and here's food you shouldn't eat and here's some health issues you need to watch out for and here's some things that you shouldn't touch and here, and, and if you start re- realizing and thinking about them, you realize, oh, okay, wait, this stuff is just, this is wise discretion. He wants them to stay healthy and strong, and so he's guiding them towards things that will help do it. And so many of them are very just practical things that lead to good health so that they can also be spiritually healthy. And, and so he's saying, God has given you these things. He's given you these things that if you will pay attention to them, they're going to give you, they're going to give you wise discretion. They're going to, they're going to help you to know, ah, oh, no, I don't go down that path because here's what could happen. Without going down the path to find out, like so many of us do, you know, we got to try it and experience, and then and and then he says, lastly, he says, and, and make sure that you are you allow yourself to be restrained by his decrees, and and those decrees are like guardrails. I listened to a message, healthy limitation. I listened to a message a couple years ago. In fact, I think one of the men's studies we did them called guardrails. By that's why that came to mind. Andy Stanley preached it. Excellent series if you ever want to listen to one. And, well, here's what, why this intrigued me, because he talked about these things in Scripture that are not commands. Uh, uh, they're more of, they're guardrails. It's God kind of saying, you know, be careful. And, and some of you, a lot of you probably, you know, you've driven those mountain roads in Colorado. So, so let, me put, let me put it in this perspective. So you're, you're driving down up one of those mountain paths in Colorado, and it's a snowy, icy day. And you see one of those guardrails coming up to a curve, and you see one of those guardrails coming up. You do this, right? You try to see how close you can get to the guardrail, right? No. I don't know about you, but I see those guardrails, and I move over, and I think, why didn't they make this road wider, you know? What if I meet somebody? Because I want that side of the road. I don't want to be out there by the guardrail, and what's on the other side of that? That's the reality. And there are things that God has put into his word, and he's saying, these are guardrails, and they'll protect you. They'll keep you safe. Don't try to see how close can I get without falling over. Don't play that game, you know? You know, I, uh, it's interesting. In my family, there are certain things in ministry when I went into the ministry, you, you know, I, I grew up in the home of a, preacher's, of a preacher. And so, but, but I remember this conversation with my dad right at the beginning of my ministry. I may not have even, even have been in it yet. I may have still been in school. And I remember him saying, hey, Paul, let me remind you of the family you come from. And, and he was referring to his. And I've shared stories with you, some, but my dad was first-generation Christians. He, he found out about God's love for him. In fact, him and mom both accepted the Lord the same day looking for a church to get married in. And, but my dad came from a, a family background that was plagued with immorality. That was the reality. And I share with you, you know, they would have family reunions where, and as soon as they get there, you know, Aunt Sue would be heading off with Uncle Red, only they weren't married. They are were just heading out in the woods to do who knows what, and we knew what. And, and, you know, my dad never allowed us to go to family reunions until we were in our teens. We went to one, and I can remember as we're, as we're getting close, dad begins to set the stage. He says, and he tells us, there are going to be seeing things you see today in, in my size of family that you've never been exposed to before, and they're ungodly and then they're immoral, and, and, uh, but you need, I want, you, I want my family to meet you, and so we're going to go. And, 
So I remember my dad saying to me, Paul, that's our background. I don't know if that's a besetting sin or what, but he says, let me just say, as you head into the ministry, make sure you set up lines for yourself to protect yourself from what has taken our family down so many bad paths. And so there, there, are, there are lines that I've drawn for myself that, that other, in fact, I've shared it with other people in ministry sometimes, and they're kind of like, really? Yeah, yeah, because I know what can happen. And so he said, you have these things that God has given you, these, these commands, these, these direct, direct direction, and these laws that gives us wise discretion, and these uh, decrees, these, these guardrails that, you know, stay away from them because there's, there's, there's hurt and pain on the other side of that. And, and he says, but what can happen is an abundance of life can cause us to think we don't need that stuff anymore. You know, we're good now, God. Thank you. We really needed you when things were tough. But it's easy now. We got it covered, you know. And, and so we'll call you when we need you. Right now, we're, we got it. We think we're smarter than we are because things are going well. We forget that they're not going well because of us. And so he's concerned. Moses is concerned for the people as they move into this uh, Let's go on, because he begins, continues to share his heart. Sorry, verse 12. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, and when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, when your heart will become proud, and you will, you, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He said, here's the concern. Here's what we tend to do. We first step into that abundance. There's some celebration, and maybe at first we acknowledge God, but it doesn't take us long to forget. And our hearts get proud. And we start taking credit for what we don't deserve credit for. I remember reading a story several years ago about a farmer maybe in this area, and, and uh, there's a, guy, a, a man traveling through that area, and he's driving by this field, and it just lush field. The corn was ready to be harvested, and he'd never seen so much corn in his life, for one thing. And, and he saw the farmer out in his pickup truck, just kind of looking things over, and so he pulled over, because he just wanted to talk to this farmer. This is all new stuff to him. And so he pulled over, and he, and he walked over to the farmer, and, and he said to the first thing out of his mouth to the farmer was, man, God has given you some great land here. And the farmer's response to him was, you should have seen this land when God, God had it to himself. That's arrogance. He forgot so much. He forgot that the, God had given him a fertile land. Or even if not, that God had given humans the ability to figure out how to fertilize land. He forgot that God gave rain. Oh, no, I don't need rain. I have, I have uh, you know, pilot. Why do I need rain? Well, you still need rain. And let me tell you what can happen. Maybe God gives you too much rain. We've seen that happen, or hell, or tornadoes. He, he forgot that God gave him the health to go out and do the things he needed to do. He forgot that God gave him the extra he needed to have the tools to do it properly. He forgot so much because that's what we tend to do when we have abundance. We start to think that it's ours and we deserve it, and we're so smart, that's why we got it. And that's what, and that's what Moses is worried about with these people, is that they will forget where it came from, and who to thank for it. 
Let's finish up. 14 through 18. And then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land with venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of the rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your fathers had never known, to be humbled and to test you that in the end it might go well with you. And you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your forefathers, as it is today. He says, be careful in abundance. And, and I don't know that God's going to give anybody in this room abundance. Some of you already, we have, and like I said, most of us compared to the world, we're already there. It is real easy in abundance to forget to be thankful that we have enough to eat. You know, my expectation for us as True North Church is that we're going to see some of those blessings. I already have. And I can see somebody asking us down the road saying, man, you know, I don't, how, how, how did, you know, you're, you're a small church and just a couple months old and all of a sudden you, have, you own your own building and, and I can see them listing on now, look at you now with things that are happening and the ministries that you have and wow, how did you figure this all out? And, and I can see Pastor Paul going, well, just let me tell you. that's what happens if we forget where the abundance comes from. And so I pray that you get to experience some of that if you remember to be thankful for food on the table. Because otherwise, it won't be a blessing. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this reminder in your word as we begin this new year, not knowing what to expect. We, we don't know what kind of year it's going to be. And, and for us as a church as a whole or for individuals, and it'll be a mixture kind of like the song we started with. There will be joy. There will be sorrow. There will be win, wins. There will be loss. But if we keep perspective, if we observe the, the, the commands, the guardrails, the, the things that you've told us, if we grow in our relationship with you, if we don't forget you in the midst of it and forget to be thankful, we got enough to eat, then it won't be a blessing. It'll tear, tear our hearts away from the very thing we need most, and that's you. And I pray, Lord, if there's someone in this room that doesn't have that relationship with you, that as they begin this new year, that first of all, they'll understand your heart, how much you love them, and that your desire is to be in a relationship with them. And it's not about religion, it's relationship. And you've made that relationship possible by saying to them, like you did to me, those sins that have broken our relationship, if you'll let me, if you'll accept it, I will forgive them in total, past, present, future, and we will begin life from this point on together. I pray that they'll accept that offer. Thank you for your word, for the days ahead, for who you are. Pray these things in your son's name. Amen.